last Sunday morning about the Church of God that I quoted from James 5, verse 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another. See? I connected that to responsibility and to accountability. Part of being a church is also getting involved in the life of of others and to confess your faults one to another. Part of that is also to pray for one another and also to pray for yourself. So we hope to speak about prayer this morning. You can find the text in Matthew 6. The sixth verse, Matthew 6, verse 6. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut the door, pray to the Father, which is in secret, and thy Father shall reward thee openly. So far. Enter into thy closet is the theme this morning. Three thoughts. Praying in your closet. Say leave, pray for many things in your closet. And third place, to be rewarded for praying in your closet. Entering into your closet. Praying in in your closet. Pray for many things in the closet. And to be rewarded for praying in the closet. Congregation, it was during the first months of Jesus' ministry, probably the year 28, in the spring. And a huge amount of people following the Lord Jesus. They wanted to hear him. They wanted to also have their sick healed. They were close to him. And we see a large crowd of people, men and women and children, following him on the mountain close to Capernaum. We read in Matthew 5. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into the mountain when he was set, his disciples came unto him. So we see the Lord Jesus on those trails, on that mountain close to Capernaum. It says in the original, the mountain. So it was a well-known mountain, probably the Mount of Horns. And the Lord Jesus spent there his time, spent there at first the whole night in prayer. And was close to his father. In the gospel, we're going to look at this uh, explained in some more detail. So let me read it to you. Luke 6, verse 12. It came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray. The Lord Jesus. 
he also needed to pray, right? You can say that he loves God himself, why would he pray? Yes, in his human nature, he had a desire, and it came to pass in those days, he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night. The whole night, Lord Jesus was close to his father on one, on, on one of those mountains, close to Capernaum. And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples. And of them he chose twelve, whom he also named apostles. So the Lord Jesus on the mountain, spent the whole night. The next day he continued there, he saw his disciples, and there were many of them, thousands, followers of Jesus, and he has chosen 12 of them to the apostles. And he came down with them. She was on the top of the mountain with his disciples, with the 12 especially, he had chosen. And then he came down with them and stood in the plain and the company of his disciples and the great multitude of people out of Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to, he, to, see, to, heal, to heal him and to be healed of their diseases. And they were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for they went virtue out of him, and he healed them all. So the Lord Jesus at night on the mountain, prayed all night, on the top of the mountain to also choose the twelve, went down to the plain to meet with the people, and he healed the sick, and he spoke to them, and then he went back up. Right? And seeing the multitude, he went up into the mountain. So he had been there before, he came down, he's going up again. And there he is preaching the Sermon on the Mount, the chapters 5, 6, and 7. And the Lord Jesus was not rambling. The Lord Jesus spoke a very beautiful sermon with a theme and with points, I would say. He spoke about the theme, the gospel of the kingdom. The entire Sermon on the Mount is about the gospel of the kingdom. And he spoke about the citizens of that kingdom. Blessed are the poor in spirit, they that mourn, the meek, the merciful, the pure of heart. So he spoke about the citizens of that kingdom. He spoke of the righteousness of that kingdom. How to live accordingly when you follow the Lord Jesus. If you may know him, how to practice that in daily life. What does it mean to be a Christian? What does it entail to follow him, to be a sheep of the sheep of the shepherd? So the theme, the gospel of the kingdom the citizens of the kingdom, the righteousness of the kingdom, 
also the exhortation of the kingdom. For example, in chapter 7, verse 13, Enter ye in this, at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. See, the citizens of the kingdom, and the righteous of the kingdom, and the exhortation of the kingdom. Another verse is a part of the middle, of, of middle piece, of the middle piece. It is about prayer. The Lord Jesus speaks about prayer. That he should not pray like the Pharisees. And he gave an example of prayer in the Lord's Prayer. Also here. But also our verse. That we are encouraged to enter into the closet. But thou, when thou prayest, don't pray like the Pharisees. When I pray, enter into thy closet and shut the door behind you and pray to your Father. He seeth in secret. He is rewarding openly. See, that is the context. So what does that mean now? To enter into the closet. Do you have at home, children, a walk-in closet? Or a smaller closet, you could put a chair and a table and a notebook and a pencil and a Bible and a chair maybe? Do you have in your home a special place where you could withdraw? You could just be by yourself. Maybe you're married, you like to be by yourself at the time. Maybe you're in a large family and you'd like to isolate yourself and go to the loft or to the barn or to the attic or to the garage or to the guest room. So the Lord Jesus is encouraging us to not only pray openly at the table in a church, in a school, he doesn't only ask us to pray with the family, also to pray individually for yourself. Do you? Do you pray for yourself as well? So that you can bring up your own business, your own sensitive things, the things you don't want other people to know, to just pour out your heart before him, right? Remember Isaac? His representative was in Mesopotamia. Eliezer. Eliezer took Rebecca home, right? See those camels coming? They saw the camels coming from Mesopotamia, and Rebecca was there as well. And she put a veil from her. And they saw Isaac. He was in the field. Not to um, catch an animal, not to harvest, or to sow, but to pray. He just left the tent. He did not want to be seen. He was just hiding, still in the field, and just wanted to be alone. Alone with God. Remember Nathaniel? And the 
fig tree. Nobody saw him. But the Lord saw him, right? Do we have also a closet so we can shut the door behind us? Enter in that in the closet and shut the door and pray thy Father, which is in secret. So maybe you can also let another person in once in a while and confess your sins, right? So it is good to confess your sins to friends, but also by your being by yourself. And just take your time and to confess your faults before him. To be alone with God. To be honest with him and to tell him everything. You say the Lord knows everything already. I don't need to tell him anything of what I did when I was young. Have you told him? Have you told all your vile things? Have you told him all your sins? Have you been open to him? Have you confessed your faults unto him? Not only to people, but to him. James encouraged us to do that. Heal your soul, heal the Lord Jesus, speaking. You know, you read in Matthew also something like this in Proverbs, Proverbs you read, Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of a friend. So to sharpen each other's countenance, and also to be with the Lord. And also be sharpened in that way. To pray, being alone with the Lord. The Lord Jesus was the whole night alone with him. And the reading Luke 6. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mount to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. Or Mark 1. And in the morning, rising up, a great while before day, very early in the morning, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. Or Matthew 14, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. And do you have times alone? With God, with your Bible, with your notebook, maybe on your knees. Have you chosen a place to do that? I encourage you to find a place and to find this, that you use the same place every time. So that you, you can put the Bible there. So that it's have a cue for you, the Bible. You need to go into your inner chamber. You need to go to that secret place to be alone with God. The Lord Jesus wanted to be near to his Father. And he experienced the the closest with him. 
You would say, what do I pray? What do I pray then? Because I can pray. Well, I would suggest the following. After you have chosen a place for your in the closet, I would say, begin with a short prayer. Lord, please open thy word. Give me a place at thy footstool. And then you open your Bible. And then seek it for yourself. No children, no different family members, no better you read a piece of the Bible. Maybe Psalms or so. A Psalm or two or three. Maybe just one. And then you'll meditate on that Psalm. You say, Lord, I have asked thee for the opening of this word. And just meditate about two upon it. Maybe you shall sow the margins of the Matthew Henry Bible or something. And let us sink in as Lord may understand it. And then you have gathered some information and pray over it. Pray over it and say, Lord, it is about this issue. Now my issue is the same. And pray and hold on and beseech the Lord. Beseech him for Many things brings to the second thought. For many things. Congregation, there is nothing against public prayer. It was common to go to the synagogue, to go to the temple to pray. And we also come to church to pray. But what do we pray for in our private prayers? It does not need to be worthy. It should not be like the Gentiles pray in repetition of words. It should be simple. Our personal prayers are more private than others, than the prayers at the table. So they pray for the things you have a hard time praying for at the table. So maybe you know something about a child or a grandchild or a beloved one on drugs or in a state of divorce or with something else that is bothering him. Maybe a bosom sin. There's those secret sins, right? Those secret things we don't talk about. Maybe we should talk about them. You don't talk about it. Just bring them before the Lord. Don't put them on the streets of Ascalon. They say, let it be between you and him. And pray without ceasing. Bring your greatest worries before him. If you, in your quiet time, worship the Lord. Adore him. Tell him what you think of him. Have you ever told the Lord what you think of him? That is praising him. Lord, thou art so great. Thou art so good. Praise him. Adore him. 
exalt him. Thank him. Thank you for his many gifts bestowed upon you over so many years. He has spared you. He has given you many blessings. You can't even count them. There is a time of supplication. What a blessing to have such a mother who has an inner, has a, has a, an, an, a closet, and she fervently prays for you. But the blessing of a father, a grandmother, a grandfather on their knees in their closet and pray fervently because they know and they don't really know the half of it but they know certain things. And may they just be using violence at the throne of grace to supplicate to beg the Lord. I would say make a list in uh, that notebook or a piece of paper on that table in that closet. And you may want to go over that list before you pray. Pray for the congregation and pray for the pastor and pray for the sick and pray for them being in danger of dropping out. And pray for them mourning. And pray for them unconverted. And pray for mission work. And pray for the persecuted church. And pray for your enemies. Pray for your enemies. And say, Lord, forgive them. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And pray for the government and for the royalty. And pray for rain. Also, those days. And pray for yourself, for repentance and for faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And pray for fellowship with Him. Pray for the application of the Holy Spirit. Pray for tenderness in your soul. Pray for assurance given by the Holy Spirit. Pray for a true comfort. If you keep a journal, you can also change the subject and just add things to the list. So the Lord wants to be asked. The Lord knows that all. He wants you to go into your closet. That is his word. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. When thou shut the door, thy father, which is in secret, and thy father, which sees in secret, shall reward thee openly. It is a command, isn't it? I don't think it's a command only for God's people. Although it says, Father. So it might be father in the common sense, like Isaiah says, Thou art a father. Thou art the father, we declare. To Thessalonians 3, 
Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. See, pray that the word of God may be may have free course, that there will be no obstacles. The word of God may flow and may enter into the heart. With all, Paul says in Colossians 4, with all, pray also for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in bonds. See, pray. For this cause he also sins the day we heard it do not cease to pray for you, for the congregation. We don't stop. We continue to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Difficult text. But at least it means that we should pray. And also elders and deacons and pastors pray. So long prayers are not wrong. The Lord Jesus prayed the whole night in a solitary place. And he continued the whole night. It can be wrong. Especially now that there are certain specific Concerns, the Lord Jesus prayed so long before he has chosen the disciples, the apostles. He kept praying in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was sweating blood and was suffering under the anger of the Lord. Think of Jacob in Peniel, who could not rest and could not stop praying. He wrestled with the Lord. There are circumstances so serious that we cannot sleep. We wake up and cannot sleep at all. And we just get out of bed and make ourselves a cup of tea and pray. And fall asleep again. And we wake up again and pray. Maybe you have such nights that you keep praying pouring out your heart before God. After the doctors have given up, after your child's marriage has been broken, after you were so guilty and you had not found the Lord Jesus, just continue to pray. It's not wrong to pray long, 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 long prayers. But sometimes you cannot even find the words. You just, you feel so overwhelmed, so sad, so concerned, so burdened. There's no, 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 no beautiful words anymore. And everything sounds so trivial. You just say nothing. You're very quiet. Sigh. Oh, ah. 
Lord, I know it. I can't even say it. To pray with that sound. Pray in that sense. That he pray like Romans 8, verse 36. Let it say there. Romans 8, verse 26 is about that. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. We know not what should, that we should pray for as we are. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So the Holy Spirit can make us groan. That is also prayer. Groaning. I don't know what to say. This groaning, moaning. Laying it before the Lord. Knowing that he knows. In your closet, I remember in the theological school when I was a student, we had an... Um, Meeting, lunch meeting with all the curatorial members, all the pastors and elders. And the youngest student always had to pray for lunch, to give thanks for lunch. And the chairman came to me and he said, Young man, you have to close this prayer. But let me tell you something don't pray beautifully. And keep it short. Because they knew that the students felt apprehensive often to pray in front of so many pastors. They would be nervous and sometimes just preach on, just pray on and on to, to make a, a good impression on them. He hated that. He said, Don't do it. So pray. Not beautifully, and not long. Well, I would say pray long prayers in secret. Or are your secret prayers shorter than your public prayers? Are your public prayers way more beautiful than your secret prayers? It needs to be from the heart. To humble yourself, to be still with God. Maybe lie on the ground like David when he um, was concerned about the child we were from Bathsheba. He just lay on the ground. He did not eat, he did not drink. That's not wrong. To just pray without words. Virtue, virtue cannot other. Or think of Hezekiah in Isaiah 38. Like a crane or a swallow, so did I tether. I did mourn as a dove. My eyes fade with looking upward. O Lord, I am oppressed. Undertake for me. She felt like a bird. Shattering and mourning. Luke 12, 
And then they bring you unto the synagogues and unto magistrates and powers. Take ye no thought how or what thing ye shall answer, or what ye shall say, for the Holy Ghost shall teach you in the same hour what ye are to say. I know that it's the prayer, the words spoken to the government. The Holy Spirit can help people with that. But if he can help there, he also helps in praying. Howbeit, when the Spirit of truth has come, he will guide you in all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. We need that Holy Spirit, the Spirit of prayer and supplication to mourn, to chatter, to be quiet, to say nothing, just lament, just humble yourself, to confess your sins, and to stall the throne grace and implore the Lord to be helped. Without that, we are not a Christian. Without that, we have no relationship. Without that, we have no concerns, no deep concerns. Without that, we don't bring it to the right place. So I encourage all of you, know the Lord is doing it. The Lord is saying, enter ye in, into that closet, and pray. What does it say? It will also be rewarded. Because the Lord sees it, and he also will, will reward it. The congregation, many Pharisees, love to pray in public, in the synagogue, or on the corners of the street. And then people said, see that? That's such a pious man, such a godly individual. And they got the praise of men. And when thou prayest, shall, thou shalt not pray as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have the reward. They don't get anything. They have it already. But thou, when thou prayest, do it in secret. And the God who sees in secret will reward thee openly. Now, I don't know for 100% sure what it means. To reward thee openly. But the Lord is rewarding in such a way that counts. Rewarding in such a way that it will be known to the people. I think that it's close to 2 Peter 2. And beside this giving of diligence and to your faith, virtue, and to your virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you, Holiness, when these things be in you, 
and about they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you shall not be barren. You shall not be unfruitful in the knowledge of Jesus. So the Lord is rewarding his people. He rewards them and they have a close life. He rewards them and they have a secret closet. He gives them more than effort. When those things are bound in them, they receive more insight into Jesus. More knowledge of the Savior. There's so much more to know. And many of God's people know so little because they don't pray so hard. They don't live so close. They stray so easily. They are lagging things. They look warm. They need to be revived. They need to be encouraged. And that is what the Lord is doing. He, he tells them that he will reward them. He will reward them especially with assurance. He will reward them with quietness in the heart, with comfort, with patience, with faith, so that they are content, so that they can bear the yoke, so that they can carry it joyfully, so that although they have a sharp sting, his grace is sufficient unto them. And is it not true that if God's people have such a close life with God and are often in the inner chamber, I mean in the, in the closet, and pour out their heart, they have usually the easiest deathbed. Because God's people also have to die. And they can have quite a struggle. I would say the more they have been close to the Lord, the closer they have been to the Lord, the easier it will go. He will reward them openly. He sees it. He takes notice of it. Maybe people don't know. They don't need to know. They don't need to know how long you're on your knees. They don't need to know that you have a special place that you study the Bible and pour out your heart before him. But without sanctification, without holiness, we will not see God, right? Hebrews 10, verse 35, cast not away therefore your confidence which has great Recompense of reward. So the Lord is also, also saying to his people, don't throw away, don't cast away your confidence, your faith. Believe in me, trust in me, then I will reward it openly. James 1, 25. 
but who so looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful healer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. See, the Lord is blessing his people and continues to be with them. And that gives them also a special joy. The Lord does not only bless the Lord's Supper. That's very special, right? Also think of that closet. They can have such a close time with God. And they also have a celebration of the death of Christ. And the Lord may give them a spiritual joy, a joy unspeakable. So enter in. The word enter is used more times in this gospel, in the Bible. So let me also take you to chapter 7, verse 13. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there are the be which go in there. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leads into life and through the be that find it. See? So I have to really emphasize enter ye in in that closet but also behind there think of something even deeper. Enter in at the straight gate. Enter in coming to the Lord. Seek his salvation, because he's the only one who can make it well. And the end. It's not a wish. It's not something like, I hope you may receive this. I would suggest to pray for it. It's not right. But it's, it's stronger, stronger than that. But thou, it is about you, young people, middle-aged, elderly, it is about us. Don't think about, don't think about anyone else. But thou, when thou prayest, when you pray, enter into thy closet. Take it seriously. Take your time. Do it in private. Be open. Pour out your heart. Don't let me go. Wrestle with him. And then thou shut the door. Pray to thy father, which is in secret, and thy father, which seated in secret, shall reward you openly. He hears prayer. He wants to be back. He wants to be sought. He likes that supplication. You say, Minister, where is the Lord Jesus? I have heard much, 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 much,
The Lord Jesus hardly talks about himself in this Sermon on the Mount. But, you know, he is speaking. He is speaking himself. It's him talking. So it is not the pastor saying, but thou, when thou prayest, it's the Lord Jesus, the Savior himself, who came to seek and to save the lost ones. He is saying himself, my son, my daughter, give me your heart. Why don't you pray to me? Why don't you come to me? I don't, I don't say that. I don't say that you pray and then you do closet. But he says, he speaks of his father. So the Lord Jesus is in every text here. The Lord Jesus is recommending. The Lord Jesus is calling. And the Lord Jesus also will give. He will work faith. He works repentance. He gives the Holy Spirit. He prays for that spirit, the groanings that cannot be uttered. Continue groaning. Continue lately for the Lord. And if you have a difficult life, many of us have a difficult life, tell the Lord, tell the Lord, lay before him. The more you suffer, the more you need this. And he will reward thee openly. Amen.